Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Pretty good. 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 I just want to um, brag real quick. Um, that concert was lit, by the way, and um, I enjoyed. I mean, myself. duh. He's the greatest rapper alive. Yeah. Okay. Now, as I was at the show, at the Mary J. Nye show, uh, sitting here just trying to celebrate my life and have a good time. And of course, you wouldn't be you without your trolling <laughs> as I'm in mid-concert. <laughs> Jay-Z would never do this. Never. Really? I'm enjoying Nas. Just Nas. I, he's doing major look. I'm having a great time, and I see that, and I almost <laughs> blocked you. I almost blocked you. Like, really? This is where we go with this? <sighs> we're gonna we're gonna have a good day today. We're gonna have a good day today. We're gonna try not to get upset about a few things that you know we say to each other, but we'll we'll see. We'll see how that works out when we talk about your boy Aubrey. But anyway, episode twenty nine. Have y'all have no idea? Podcast, big guy here. I'm Sean. Okay, well, let's get right to it. It's been a busy week, as always. I mean, what's what's a busy week without a whole bunch of nonsense to start out? Of course, your 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 favorite person in mind, Donald Trump, was in the news again. Is he? Is like is he in the news like every day for something? I do not know that kid. I, I kid. He's far from a kid. He's almost the same age as Moses at this point. <laughs> When I'm saying Moses, I'm not talking about Malone. I'm talking about Moses in the Bible, Malone, uh, Moses. Anyway, let's get right to it. Donald Trump was in the news. What a shock. This time he was in attack mode. What a shock. On uh, the city of Baltimore, Representative Elijah Cummings. Uh, I guess he attacked Don Lemon. That was a new one for me. And Reverend Al Sharpton. They were all in his crosshairs this week or this week prior rather simply because it's Donald Trump and he has nothing better else to do with his life but what, what do I know okay so let's just start with the whole 9-11 stuff which I thought was, <laughs> oh my God. Which I thought was just like the funniest thing I've seen all week so they were trying to pass this bill to um, make sure that people continuously receive money. Those who were affected by 9-11 continue to receive money. They tried to pass a, a, a bill. It was a lot of money. I'm not even gonna, I don't even know how much money it was, but it was a lot of money or whatever. And so, of course, Trump, and, it, and I guess he was having a press conference and he proceeds to talk about how him he, him not being a first responder or him being a first responder. I was I thought he I'm said like, he was What there. is this man talking about? What'd you say? I thought he said he was there. Mm-hmm. Or was that a fake quote? And, and, and that's you know, what I'm saying. That's what I'm, can't tell. And that's, that's what I'm saying. So he went from saying that he wasn't there to saying he was there because it was interviews from back then when he said uh, not even hours after that now he has the tallest mm-hmm. office, the tallest building in the city. I'm just like you are a complete idiot. And then People were refuting his claim by saying he was not there. As a matter of fact, he went on record to say that he was blocks away. It, it, I'm like, is, is Donald Trump? He lies about everything. What a shot. Are, are we really surprised mm-hmm. at this point? No. Why are we shocked? But it gets better. 
So then we get into the city of Baltimore. Now I've never been to the city of Baltimore. Only time, only time I've ever seen anything from the city of Baltimore was through the wire, which by the way, that is a top five all time greatest show. And don't you dare at me. The wire is amazing. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. And he went on to trash not only the city of Baltimore, but he went on to trash Representative Elijah Cummings by basically saying that he was a thief. And this is what Donald Trump said. <laughs> this, this is great. He says that Baltimore's numbers are the worst in the U.S. on crime and economy. Well, by the way, which is not true. That doesn't want to refute that claim. And also implying that Elijah Cummins was a thief by saying that he stole money because they have poured in billions of dollars into Baltimore to no avail. Which, of course, people came out and defended Representative Elijah Cummings. And we, and if you don't know who Elijah Cummings is, he's been, he's been around for the Civil Rights Movement. He's been through a lot. So it's not like he's just some small fry. He's been in this game for a very very long time. But no, Trump didn't stop there. He didn't just stop with Baltimore and Elijah Cummins. Then he comes at the good old Rev. Good old Reverend Al Sharpton. Now people have their own opinions about Reverend Al and the things that he's done in the past and the things that he said in the past. He basically called Reverend Al Sharpton the con man and Reverend Al Sharpton's response was personal. Yeah, it was. By saying, by saying on Twitter, quote, Trump says I'm a troublemaker. And the con man, I do make trouble for bigots. If he really thought I was a con man, he would want me in his Which is a very true statement. Very true statement. Sean, why are we desensitized for all of Trump's madness? Because same old, same old. Like, I don't even care anymore. Like, I mean, he can't get any lower than he, he already is at this point. I'm just like, is it November 2020 yet? Like, I don't. I don't care. I, I'm so serious. He can come out right now on Twitter and call everybody niggas, and I'll be like, "Oh, I'm just. I don't. I'm." That's how bad yeah, it's gotten. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. I know he's saying it behind closed doors. So if he was to come out and say it, and just be like, "Yeah, okay, I knew that already." Um. November 2020, because we ain't finna impeach him because the Senate's never going to vote for it. Like, let's just go on ride this out. I mean, it, it's pretty much as bad as it's going to get. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even want to, I don't care. I don't want to discuss him <laughs> anymore. Like, I'm just over it. I'm tired of hearing people be fake mad for two minutes when he do some stupid stuff. And then... We back to something else. Like we know who he is. We know he's an idiot. Okay, next. Right. That's the sad part. Yeah. The 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 saddest part is what you just said. We have been so accustomed to his nonsense <laughs> that you know what? I almost feel sorry for the next person that is going to be president of this. I country don't because they can't because do no worse. They can only I, go I know, up. I, I, well, I'm not saying that in that aspect. I, I, I No, I completely agree with you on that. The reason why I say that is because, think about it, Trump, every single day almost, has been 
if not at the top of the news, near the top of the news, almost every single and day since he became good. president. It ain't never, never nothing, nothing good. Right. But the problem with that is the way that this country acts and thinks about a lot of things, especially with publicity, because America's America's entire well-being is pretty much based on publicity. Trump stays in the news. It's publicity. And that's another so, thing. Like, why do they keep giving him all this attention? Like, people have been uh, put in Twitter jail for much less. Why is he continues to be able to get on the internet and spew hate and bully people? Like, it's time for people to just start blocking him. Like, I've blocked him. Every time somebody pop up that got something to do with him, I just block them. I don't read it. I, I'm just, I'm over it. Like, just... I'm I'm ignoring these people. All yeah. of them. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what we've been saying about these uh, debates, which I, I watched a little bit of the debate last night. It was cool. Um, it, it was it was cool. I, I don't really want to talk too much about it because it's all smoke and mirrors at this yeah. point anyway. So, but <laughs> but it just goes to show where we are as a country when we're be coming desensitized to stuff stuff that we're we're not supposed to be like there's no like i get it people are outraged people tweet people say and do certain things uh to get trump's attention or to basically um bring about try to bring about change when it comes to him but again america's too knee deep it's 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 already there it's embedded i feel like at this point it's almost like the republicans would rather see the country burn to the ground than to give up yeah. what they um, feel as the power. What did I, what did I say last week? It's party over bullshit. I said it last week. It's, it, they care more about the party than they do their own country. They don't care. They, do you really think that anybody else in this position? I don't. I as a matter of fact, I'll even take it a step further. I, I forget that. I even take it a step further. I don't think other Republicans would have got away with some of the stuff that he gets away with. I'm looking at no. it like I don't think Mitt Romney would have got away with none of this. I mean, because of his character. We know Donald Trump's character was trash before he got in the office. I don't know. It's something about it that's very, very weird. But I, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm I am tired of it. It's it's nauseating. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. It's just like enough already. It's, it's like but, insanity to just yeah, it is to be constantly getting outraged over something that you already know. It's just like, why am I angry? I I know this. I know that this is who he is. I know that this is what he's gonna say. Why do I care anymore? And I really do not. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. It's it's ridiculous. But again, we we do have a podcast, that some people listen to. They tired of hearing uh, about commentary. They probably tired <laughs> of hearing about him too. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So you know what? We'll we'll get off that. I, it, it's just a starting point. So let's let's Ugh. let's go here because I got some stuff I want to talk about with with uh, individual that I've had kind of an issue with for a while. And this person is Monique. Now, I don't know how you feel about it, but I have my opinions about Monique. So let's just get right into it. Okay. Monique did an interview with Comedy Hype. I actually watched Comedy Hype on um, 
social media, but I I, I followed them through YouTube. Who the, who was the first interview I watched on Comedy Hype? Was it Aerie Spears? He so I think it was Aerie Spears. Yeah, he, oh, he is there. <laughs> my God, <laughs> he's a he's a bitter comedian. Yes. My goodness. But but that's but that's why I first started seeing these um these little clips on YouTube that would pop up on my on my timeline on YouTube and I'm like oh, let me check comedy hype out so Monique was on there on comedy hype she talked about you know various topics a different array of topics and but one thing that came out of this interview was her still non-getting-over-it opinions about doggone Charlemagne the God. Now, listen, Sean, we both have a love-hate relationship with my man Charlemagne. Um, we, we love him, but we hate him at the same time. Mm-hmm. He he says stuff that we love, but boy, he says stuff that we hate He is so but... problematic at times. Yeah, he is. But, but, I almost have to defend him on this one. Because I'm going to talk about accountability and buckle up, everyone, because y'all may not like this and I don't even care. So, she had an interview on The Breakfast Club all the way back in 2018, last year, in January, when that whole. That was January? That was in January of last year. Wow. Last year. It's like the days are running into each other because I swore that was like a couple months ago. Yeah, it's been that long ago. Lord okay. Have mercy. Yeah, I know. The years just flew by, <laughs> didn't it? So basically she went on this interview and she they uh the, the interview brought up Charlemagne and how Charlemagne has been going hard for mental health. And Monique talks about how she just doesn't buy it. I don't buy that. Stop it, Leonard. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Then she proceeds to say this. And this is where I draw the line. And this is where I got to call Monique. I'm very interested to hear your opinion. This is what she says, Cole. Because she talked about um, him in this regard. She says, I have seen and heard the destruction that that brother has done in our community. I've heard the poison that he's pulled out over the air in our community. Now, everyone is entitled to change. Everyone can wake up and say, you know what? I now see it differently. But I think that the only way that we make change in our community is to first acknowledge that we were part of the damage. I think that brother has played a big part in the destruction of our in our community, end quote. Okay, y'all. Can I just say I'm tired of her? Mm-hmm. Please. You want to know why I, I'm tired of Monique? Because this is the same Monique. You remember when Roseanne got her show canceled? Yeah, she was talking about that's her sister in comedy and uh, she need a second chance. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What was this whole thing about with Charlemagne's donkey of the day? It all stemmed from this whole Netflix deal, which, by the way, if you go back and listen to his donkey of the day that he gave to Monique, he agreed that Netflix was lowballing her. But Monique hasn't done anything as of late. You, let, me break, let me break this down for those who think I'm bugging on this whole Monique thing. Y'all, y'all realize Precious came out 10 years ago? 10 years ago? 2009 is when she received that Oscar for Precious. Since then, you want to know how many movies Monique has done? Four. She's done four movies. I'll name you the movies. That Christmas one was if, good. If, 
Uh, yeah, that Christmas one was actually good, which was almost Christmas in 2016. She did Blackbird and About in 2014, and then she did Bessie in 2015. Uh, Bessie, she was in Bessie? Uh, we know. With Queen Latifah? Yeah, she was in Bessie. Yeah, she was in Bessie. She was actually nominated for an Emmy in, in that I movie. I remember her. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm like, for real, I don't remember Monique in that movie. See, Monique was in that movie. Monique was in that movie. You know that that was the movie with Queen Latifah, Mike Epps, yeah, uh, Tika Sumter. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a really good movie. Monique was in that movie. Okay. You may not remember it, but she was in the movie. She also had we know she had the TV show, you know, the Monique show on BET from 2009 to 2011, which got canceled so after two seasons. Oh, uh, remember she had yeah, they had to tell her to oh tone it down on the gosh, show. Gosh, she was so loud. Which. Excuse me, by the way, Charlemagne was also, um, <laughs> he also was a guest on that show at one point. I'm saying that to say this. We all know about the Netflix thing. We all know about her, her screaming about how she's been blackballed by Hollywood. Okay, here's where I draw the line with Monique. First of all, Monique, you don't even know what the hell blackballed means. You want to know what blackballed means? Study Colin Kaepernick. That's being blackballed. There's a difference between being blackballed and people just not wanting to mess with you. Will Packer, after her interview on The Breakfast Club, maybe two months after that, he went on The Breakfast Club and confirmed that Monique was hard to work with. You know how many people Will Packer has worked with and for since he's been pretty much on? A lot of people. Sometimes people just need to look in the mirror and look at themselves and say, Okay, maybe it's me. I get sick of this entitlement crap with people. I know Monique is a black woman. We know that. We support our black women, especially on this show, especially on this podcast. We definitely ride hard for our black women. But, and there is a but, what I get sick and tired of is this entitlement that some people get. I'm not saying black women, black as black men do it too. Black men definitely have entitlement issues and their masculinity and their macho and their egotistical ways. I'm not at all take, taken away from that. But I'm talking about Monique. The reason why she got lowballed on that Netflix deal because Monique hasn't done anything of any kind of relevance. Now, people will say, well, Dave Chappelle didn't do anything. Dave Chappelle was relevant. At least at that time, he was relevant. So I don't want to hear that, well, Dave Chappelle stepped away from comedy for a while. People were still talking about the Dave Chappelle stuff. When the last time you talked about Monique outside of Precious at that time? You didn't. I still don't. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and you know what's crazy about this, Sean? The crazy part is if I had to go female comics of all time, I got Monique at number two. Now, Samore's my absolute favorite. Then it's Monique, then it's Melanie Camacho. One, two, three. So it's not like Monique's a scrub. Monique is a fantastic comedian. But she wasn't doing comedy for years. And no one cared. So, so all of a sudden, Monique was a draw? Still when? When was Monique a draw? Someone point that out for me. I need to know. So I think she's bugging. She needs help, and then Charlamagne did respond and say, I'm just praying for Monique because she's still talking about the same thing she talked about 15 years ago with Oprah and Lee Daniels and all of them. She needs to stop. I already hate that she calls that weird-looking dude, uh, husband of her, Sidney Hicks, 
her daddy. I hate that, but that's their relationship, whatever. <laughs> but I'm sick of I'm sick of the crap. I'm sick of this lack of accountability. It's Monique's fault that she's not. No one's rocking with her. It's not no one else's. And by the way, Charlemagne being the destruction of the black community, really, like Charlemagne just got that. He has that kind of pull in Hollywood, man. If you him just because he's on the radio, really. She needs to do a little bit more homework about the destruction of the black community because let's keep it 100. I ain't never seen Monique march for nothing. I ain't never seen Monique be out here advocating for black people. Have you? Mm-mm. She caped for, for Roseanne, who's a known racist and a bigot. But Charlemagne is the problem. And Lee Daniels and Oprah and Tyler Perry and Whoopi Goldberg, they're all the issue, right? Stop it, Monique. Your, your turn. I'm, I'm, I just had to get that. I'm um, sorry. Ugh. Sorry. I do feel like, first of all, I think she needs to separate her husband from her business. Like, I ain't telling her to get a divorce because I don't know what their marriage is like, but I feel like she needs to get another manager and let him just be her husband and handle her business separately because it seems like a lot of the issues that a lot of people have is from dealing with him kind of in that um, area of mm-hmm. like Wendy Williams like now that she got rid of Kevin it's like she more vibrant that's why her and Charlemagne stopped you know dealing with each other because of Wendy's husband right. so I feel like in a way she needs to let him go be her husband and focus elsewhere on a manager the issue with Mm -hmm. oprah now i did see an interview recently and i see why they fell out and i'm gonna tell you that if oprah had did that to me i would still to this day not be talking to oprah now i now i do understand that part i get that i ain't finna necessarily be like still talking about it because it's like it's done so you know it ain't gonna do no good to still be harping on it, but I wouldn't have no dealings with her. I ain't gonna still be like every interview, like telling the same old story. Now that's just stupid. But yeah, me and Oprah, that would have been the end of me and Oprah after that. Like she do need to like let it go. It, it's like okay, we know the story. Why are you still telling us this? Like move on. It's it's not mm-hmm. it's not serving you in any kind of way to still be you know like talking about these folks that ain't stunned you. Mm-hmm. I do feel like Netflix lowballed her, especially since they it's rumored that they offering Eddie Murphy 70 million. Like I understand he's a legend, but Eddie Murphy ain't done a stand-up since 87. So how can you are are we basing it off of just his name alone? Because he ain't really been in no good movies in a minute. Okay. I'm, I'm going to jump in and jump out. There is a vast difference between Monique's cultural relevance. That's what I'm asking. Eddie Murphy's Are we basing relevance? it just off of the strength of it being Eddie Murphy? Like we, like we know it what he's done in the past. So we figuring that just his name alone is going to carry and be worth the 70 million. Is that what's going on here? 
I, I'm assuming that's the case because, I mean, they, they did offer Amy Schumer a bag. So that's what I'm saying. And what they told Monique was they were basing what they offered her off of her work as of late. So what I'm saying is, are we changing the rules and what we want to pay people, you know, depending on how we feel? Because if we're basing it primarily off of what you have done as of late, Eddie Murphy ain't done nothing as of late. Now, I, now it's, it's too far with me with the whole Eddie Murphy thing. And I, I agree to an extent. <sighs> Again, cultural relevance. That's what I'm saying. I just now, want now, the same energy to be kept overall. Now, I'm not in no kind of way saying that Monique is on the same tier as Eddie Murphy. I don't want nobody to get that misconstrued. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying mm-hmm. is, if I am Netflix and if I am telling people that I'm basing how much money I want to offer you off of what I have seen you done lately, then that should be for everybody. Now, do I want to add an asterisk and be like, now, if you somebody who I feel personally can bring people just based off of who you are, then say that. But don't tell, don't tell Monique that it's based off of what you've done lately. But then offer Eddie Murphy this astronomical amount of money. You know, I'm just saying the criteria need to be the same. Now, if, if okay. we're doing it off of <clears throat> your name alone, then I still feel like Monique should have got offered more money. Her name in our circle, if we felt like people would go watch it, like it's Monique. Her name will be warranted Absolutely. more than, what was it, no. like $500,000? Yeah, like, yeah, no. She, she was definitely, got paid way more yeah, she, she was, was definitely lowball. Even if we just going off of her name, I don't think she in the 70 million tier by no means, but she could have got mm-hmm. offered Excuse a couple mm-hmm. million just off of her name. I, now that, again, I never disagreed with that. Like when I even heard the offer, I'm like, really? <laughs> like, come on! I mean, it again. What she's done for female comedy, yeah. and you got to remember, this was this was at a time where she was, you know, she was doing Def Comedy Jam, and she'd done Comedy View and stuff like that. And just the the look of Monique, you know, Monique has always been, and I think this is also a thing too. You know, Monique was always the the heavier. A comedian, and she used that in in her stick and her comedies for a long time, and so she had to fight extra hard to even get recognition because I'm pretty sure a lot of and you got to you got to know I mean the the game of, of being a comedian sometimes it is about your appearance sometimes you can get away with it and you can kind of climb yourself off of it before a black woman it's a lot harder so I know she had to fight a little bit harder probably to get recognition because of her look, which I think is whack, but whatever. But my, my whole thing is with the Eddie Murphy to Monique comparison is again, I'm not at all saying that she shouldn't have been offered more. She absolutely should have. The issue with Monique too is the same issue I have with other comedians that have went away. Monique wasn't doing comedy at all really like that. She did a few little stand-ups here and there, but she wasn't like out here she was, I think at a one point, Monique wasn't even out here touring. And we don't know the business relationships behind closed doors, even with Eddie. Maybe sometimes, again, that's why I said look in the mirror, because is Eddie Murphy a knucklehead to deal with? Is he easy to deal with? 
Probably so. And sometimes I hate to say it, and, and this goes for just about almost any genre of anything. The easier you to the easier you are to deal with, the more people are willing to work with you. Maybe they just I mean, and Netflix is also a business too. So they like, am I gonna make money off of Monique like mm-hmm. that? I know I'm gonna make money off of Eddie Murphy like that and Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock and others who have been offered these astronomical, you know, amounts of money. Am I gonna make my money back from Monique? We don't know that. So they felt like, okay, well, this is what I'm gonna offer you. I still think it was stupid and low to offer. Yeah, that. that and the fact that they were saying like she couldn't even tore off of those jokes. Like she had a time period on whatever she talked about on Netflix. Yeah. She couldn't use nowhere else. So it was like, not only yeah. are you offering me this small amount, but then you're gonna stifle what I'm able to make outside of that. Right. So again, it's twofold. It's twofold with this Monique thing. My my issue with Monique is the fact that when she got mad at Charlamagne for pointing it out, it was almost like, oh, he's the enemy. He's a turncoat. I'm like, no, he's just basically pointing out what others have been saying, and he just wasn't afraid to say it. That's because he's an a-hole sometimes. I, I get, <laughs> but hey, I mean, that's true. But I see. But you know what? I think that's also an issue, too. Sometimes people just need to hear the truth. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you just cold. You remember, you remember when Nelly wanted to kill Charlemagne for uh for Charlemagne calling Nelly cold, and, and Nelly came up to the Breakfast Club and confronted him about it. It was like we we could catch a fade outside, and Charlemagne really wanted no parts of that because people don't know Nelly was actually a boxer at one point in his time in life. But yeah, so, sometimes hey, the truth hurts. If you cold out here in these streets, you cold. I already ran down the movies and the stuff that Monique has done since 20, uh, 2009. She's cold. Speaking of Rick Ross and said 50 see, Cent ain't got it no more either. Well, <laughs> I have my own opinions about 50. I'm not even going to go there. That's a whole that's a, that's a a whole other podcast. You don't want to get me. You don't want to know my opinions about old, good old Curtis, but we gonna move on. We gonna move along. But yes, yeah, so I I just think Monique is bugging and she needs to chill. And you know, I I hate to see that that her and and Charlamagne got this really ongoing issue over nothing over donkey of the day. You know how many people's got donkey of the day over the years? A Donald lot. Trump get it every he, other uh, Tuesday. <laughs> right. He has his own. Th- he has his own like theme when he's getting donkey of the day. That lets you know he gets donkey of the day a lot. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. I, I I think Monique is she needs to chill out and stop chipping. Okay, Sean, you want to talk about Lion King? <clears throat> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's start with good news first. Good news is Lion King. Yeah, it did. It's the latest Disney movie to hit over a billion in the box office. It now joins Endgame, Captain Marvel, and Aladdin. I'm so shocked that Toy Story has not hit that yet. That's weird. I thought Toy Story 4 would surely go over a bit. I'm going to have to check that out. because I, I, sw- I could have swore that Toy Story did too, but whatever. But we're not here to talk about the, the, the box office numbers. I, I mean, even though it's, it kind of re- is relevant, but Sean, were you dis- was you disappointed like I was with the Lion King? I wanted my money back. First of all, I I was one thing I wanted them to do. I didn't care about nothing. Okay, I only cared about one freaking thing. 
And is, it, is it the same thing I was thinking about? And they butchered it to all hell. How in the... Do you mess up? Be prepared. Just, just say it, Sean. Just say it. Just say it. <laughs> say what you really want to just say. Just say it. Be prepared. It is the greatest. <laughs> Not even villain song. It is the greatest Disney song. Ever. And y'all... Made it into a damn monologue. Man, look. Yeah. <laughs> a janky monologue at the it was trash. I would have rather they yeah. just took it out all together than for them to remix it to shit. <laughs> it is it was I was just like, I wanted to get up and walk away. Like, I don't you know what I'm done. I don't even want to watch no more. I'm I'm, I was so pissed off after that. Like, is that just and Beyonce, <laughs> the queen? Beyonce, Giselle, Nose Carter, Lord have mercy, baby, the queen. Stop acting, okay? Don't act live. <laughs> Don't act live action. Don't act anime, girl. It ain't. It ain't. It's just you know. Everybody got limits. Okay. Everybody has limits. Okay. She's beautiful. She can dance. She can sing. She's a great businesswoman. Mom, white, but an actress. Like, you know, Mary J. Blige can't sing. Beyonce cannot act, whether you see her. That is a fact. Or you hear her. It sounded like, you know, like when the teacher had you reading out loud in class. But you can't really read, so you're nervous. <laughs> you don't really want yep. to call on you, and you're nervous, and you try not to. Me- Girl, yeah, it, I could just see her with her finger on the board as as she was reading her lines, like just making sure she hit it. it for you not to even be in the movie that long, and you mess up that bad, <laughs> and then they got the nerve to be offering her more. Like money, I'm just hoping she's just gonna have something to do with it, and she ain't actually gonna be in it, cause it just it ain't for her. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it was awful. And the scene when Scar wow. kills Mufasa, who was like uh. Chitwell or whatever that man name is. Ugh, why didn't they just ask the original Scar to come back? Like they had James Earl Jones. It wasn't no life into it. It was just like, and, and it's weird. And it's weird because like the, uh, I cannot, I cannot pronounce the uh, the gentleman's name. He's actually a really good actor. That's what makes it even worse. But um, it's it's, it's like when you this is when great. you have such big shoes to fill. I just feel like sometimes it's better to, if you can't get the original. It's better to just leave well enough alone. Like Will Smith as the genie. And he ain't even do a bad job. It's just Robin Williams was so phenomenal that there was no way he was going to live up to it. And the way that James Earl Jones, and I, I don't know why I can't never remember the man who played Scar in the re, uh, original. But uh, Jer- Jeremy Irons. Yes, the way they just play off of each other and his voice, it just was like, it was so sinister and like, it was like butter and mint for the role. Yeah. It just, you're right. When he threw Mufasa off that cliff, I wanted to be gone with Mufasa. Because it just, <laughs> I was, yeah. 
<sighs> like Charlemagne said, it was like unseasoned chicken. Okay. Like it just. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was it was bad. Okay, podcast listeners, y'all been listening to us long enough to know that me and Sean really don't uh, agree on anything. Hardly. There is one thing we one thousand percent agree on, and that is "Be Prepared" is the greatest <sighs> Disney song. It's a freaking ever. masterpiece. Is, I, I'm not even gonna say it's not even close because I have others that I love. Like a whole new world is up there for me too. But but be prepared. Come on, man. Like be prepared slaps. Hard, <laughs> like, for real. The original I would play one, by the way. Right now, just to just listen to it, like it's just that good. It's good. It's it's really really good. Which brings me to my issue with the Lion King, the the live edition. When I heard that be prepared oh. bit, I said, "My okay." So it's my son on my left. It's me, and then it's my wife, and then it's my my daughter's on the other side of my. Do you know my wife and my son both looked at me when be prepared was over, and they looked at me. And they just knew that I was mad as hell <laughs> like, after that part came Because they know that I love that beyond anything else when it comes to Disney songs. I sat there and I was just like, what the hell? Like, why? 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 What the hell was that? And it, like, even the way they got into, into Be Prepared, I had an issue with. Because at least with the cartoon version, like you knew Scar was gonna, you know, probably have a song, but the way they went into it, it was so smooth. It was like dope how they just transitioned into it. In this one, he just talked his way into the song. No. It was like Blueface. It was like Blueface did the song. No. I'm like, what the hell is going on? My that was the that was the that was the at that point, I was like you. I was ready to go. I was At offended. That point, I was pissed. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And then, like you said, Beyonce. <laughs> so bad. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's so bad. Do you know the, the minute that Beyonce even spoke? My, my, okay, Elijah has a sister human like me. He bust out laughing. He just started laughing. He's cackling in the theater. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, I'm I can't laugh because I'm too I'm still pissed off about being prepared to even even comprehend what's going on. Beyonce started speaking. And I'm like, turn her mic off, please. <laughs> Cut her mic off. Beyonce. She can't act Mm-mm. in a cartoon. That's why I said animated, she, live action. Animated, Mm-mm. live action. Nope. Uh, Hip hop when she was doing the Carmen Mm-mm. stuff with most deaf. You remember? Yeah. You remember Carmen? Yeah, I do. Uh, Austin Powers. Obs- obsessed was trash. Oh, oh, obsessed was. Uh, and I'm a person who loves, like, I will love a bad movie. Like, I love Sharknado, like, where a movie is so terrible that it's good. Yeah. Like, I yeah. can get behind a terrible movie. I've, I've been a victim of loving bad movies, too. Man, seriously, I can watch some trash, okay? Yeah, because like, be I get entertained. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, the, the, the movie, you remember the movie The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with Sean Connery? That movie yeah. is so bad. But I can tolerate it. Yeah, like, like, like it's it's just certain certain movies that's just garbage that you just like. 
I know I'm not supposed to be watching this. Really it's been... so plain. It's true. Yeah, that, that's, that is a horrible movie. That movie is a horrible is movie. Garbage, but, it's... but it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Beyonce. No. Nope. It, she's not it. Mm-mm. She's not it. Acting. And I don't want to hear. Listen, Beehive. Stop, stop not keeping it 100. Y'all also know Beyonce was tripping. I knew, Be- okay, I knew that this took a turn for the worse. I, I think they was making their way back to Pride Rock. And the song, what, what's the name of the song, Sean? The, the song off the soundtrack, that's the single. What's the name of the doggone song? Uh, uh, uh. Crap, well, I'm trying to I, blank. What, the one, um. What is what the, the name hell? of the song? Why is my brain off yeah. now? You know you know the song I'm talking about. I knew once that song came on that the movie was over. I said this movie is dead now. It's dead. Not only that, the, the, one of my biggest takeaways from The Lion King also, and I understand that, you know, CGI and live action, you had you can't really show the actual emotions of the lions because they're lions and other animals they they don't really have a facial emotion like not like that <sighs> something that my man shout out to my man ryan davis um if y'all don't know who ryan davis is go follow him on twitter and on instagram he's freaking hilarious but he said something i thought was so funny and it's true and he said he was talking about how you know animals the look of their face was was emotionless yeah, because it seemed like when Mufasa died, Simba just went there and he just laid down <laughs> beside Mufasa and it was almost like he was talking to Timon and Pumbaa. Like the same facial expression mm-hmm. and everything. It was just like when when Mufasa died in the cartoon, we felt that. When Mufasa died in the live action, I felt absolutely nothing. That's what I'm saying. I wanted to just go and fall off the cliff because that oh, it's just like I'm done. It was over. It was over. Yeah, uh, Lion King, it was okay. Um, I know Rotten Tomatoes, which I usually don't mess with Rotten Tomatoes and their ratings too much, but they gave it a 55 on Rotten Tomatoes. They get a 35 just, that's for me because they messed up my song. If yeah, they would have nah, done Be Prepared like right, they probably could have got an even 50. But Yeah, but between Be Prepared and Beyonce's acting, and that Mufasa death just being anticlimactic. It was so <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting my oh, I was man. like, oh my God, live action? I know this finna just destroy my soul, but I was just like, I was sitting there like, huh? Yeah. That's, that's it? Yeah. Brother. <laughs> it was, it was, I was so sad. I was sad. It was sad, man. I walked out of the movie theater like, like, uh, and then this, you know what the crazy part is when I after I seen Aladdin because I thought Aladdin was just okay. Mm-hmm. I went to Aladdin expecting Lion King to blow it out the water. After leaving to go see Lion King, I'm like, dang, Aladdin was so much better. Yeah, <laughs> like I was not expecting that at all. But I mean. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm so sad about life. Sometimes oh. you need to just leave well enough alone, and this yes, was one of those cases. Yes, yes. And I'm, I'm almost petrified. Now I'm petrified for Little Mermaid. Now I'm petrified. Now I'm scared. 
I'm scared. I don't know how this is gonna go, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Sean, you ready to you ready to have some fun at the expense of others? Depends on what others we talking about. Ah, let's let's do this. I'm I'm just stretching. Jason Whitlock. Oh Mr. Ugh. Mr. Gingerbread Man. You know that guy that just says stuff just to say stuff just because they have a mouth. This is Jason Nit Whitlock, is what I call him. Gingerbread man. He is a coon. He is the absolute definition of a coon. And you know I hate using that word. I, I can't say it enough. I hate that word, but boy, this man fits the mold. I don't know who in media I hate more than Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock is everything that is wrong. Okay, it's almost like that dude that was in high school that said one day, I'm going to get you niggas when I make it, and I'm going to just say whatever I want to say when I do make it just to piss y'all off. I don't know if this man was bullied. I don't know if this man was a mainstay at Golden Corral and people caught they probably still do anyway because I mean, look at his neck. I mean, my God, it looks neck? like it looks like a. I mean, right? I mean, it looks like a bunk bed under his neck. But anyway, Jason Whitlock went on his show. Speak for yourself. Now, before which I even trash get to the show, show you know, anyways, but okay, which is a garbage show. I'm gonna tell you the funniest story. I got a story to tell about this. So, as you all know, I am a bartender. I bartend for Olive Garden. Uh, if you live in the Charlotte area, uh, do not visit me. But anyway, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Anyway. So one day uh, when I was coming into work, one of the other bartenders had it on FS1. I don't watch FS1 unless it's undisputed. And so I was like, okay, that's cool, whatever. You know, I'm getting ready to clock in, da 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 And I noticed that Speak for Yourself was on. I guess somebody was watching it. I turned it. Because it's when I'm in the bar, it's just me. You know, I'm the only bartender, so I pretty much control all of that. I guess it was a couple that was watching Speak for Yourself, and I guess the guy got mad that I turned it. I said, oh, no, dog. Oh, no, Jason Whitlock gets no spins in this uh, this restaurant. Sorry. He looked at me like, who the hell is you? I'm like, nigga, I'm the bartender. I control these. Uh, I control the TVs because they're two big TVs. I control. I pretty much can play what I want. No, unless somebody asks to, you know, specifically. Well, no, I don't know. I went in there and turned it. I, 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 I wasn't budget. Not with Jason Whitlock. I can do with everybody else. But that fool. Why are we talking about Jason Whitlock? Well, he was on Speak for Yourself in his closing segment. And he, now if you know Jason Whitlock, Jason Whitlock does not like LeBron James. We know this. He also doesn't like Colin Kaepernick. And he also doesn't like Serena Williams. We know this. Three people, how but could he, you not like them? I, I mean, exactly. <laughs> that was, I was going to say that too. But he went on. Jay, he went on to talk about how LeBron was dunking. Right? Now, um, Bronny, his son, that's his nickname, Bron uh, James Jr. You know, they were getting ready to to prepare for a game, and they were. And this was during warmups, and LeBron James was doing like off the bat dunks and stuff like that. Mind you, this is pregame. This is not during a game, or even after the game. This is pregame. Okay. He's dunking. He's having a good time. The kids probably in there. It probably just made someone's yeah. day that LeBron James was in there. And Jason Whitlock proceeds to talk about 
how LeBron James is chasing fame. <laughs> the, the most famous basketball player <laughs> behind maybe Michael Jordan. Uh, thank you. Now, mind you, I don't have LeBron James in my top five, but I do have him in my top ten. Okay? And for the record, if you are a basketball fan and you don't have LeBron James anywhere in your top five, your top ten, you don't know basketball and you should never watch it ever in your life. And I'm not even a big like the biggest LeBron fan like that. Like I've come to kind of hate him on the court <laughs> over the years. But you can't tell me that that man can't play basketball. LeBron James has been famous for almost 20 years. Remember, he was one of the last players to get drafted number one right out of high school. And he exceeded expectations on the court. <laughs> and Jason Whitlock proceeds to talk about LeBron James is chasing fame like it's like he's a like, yeah, ass. like he has been, and we ain't talked about him in twenty years. I I could not. I I just okay, Sean. I'm gonna let you go because I'm about to say some things, Sean. Please. I don't have nothing Take... for him either. He's Donald Trump to me. Like he just <laughs> some people deserve to just be paid dust, like. They don't even <laughs> deserve to be discussed. Like he is someone that people should like see through. Like you come in the room, I don't even know you here. Like you are transparent to me. That because he he just yes. looking for attention. Like now you know doggone well Jason Whitlock can't be transparent. Look you know what him. I mean. Like you know your life sucks, so you just gonna say whatever. You, he the one chasing fame with this bullshit he's talking. And that's basically yes. what it is. You are using these people that you claim to hate to constantly quote unquote stay relevant, but you really just look stupid on TV to anybody with half a brain. Like, and they only keeping yes. you on here for the controversy factor. Like they know you an idiot and they really laughing at you, but you think they laughing with you because you too dumb to know the difference. Like Right. I don't and, care and, and, what Jason Whitlock got to say. LeBron James is a three-time NBA champion, a three-time final MVP, and a four-time MVP. LeBron James is getting ready to go into his 17th NBA season. LeBron James is culturally recognized as one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Oh, and let me just also add this little tidbit. LeBron James also never had his father in his life either. That's the part you people mean to tell... to realize. Yes. He never had his father. Let's keep it a buck. Outside of the stuff that he's done on the court, which people can debate all day about LeBron James. We know. I hated the decision. And sometimes it gets on my nerves with the fly. I hated and, the fact that he his, did like, a press conference. Like, if you wanted to leave, just leave. I don't need you to just be leave. Coming homie. on TV in this striped shirt to tell us that you taking your talents. I don't care. Right, exactly. But that was an on the court thing because it affected the trajectory of the NBA. That's on the court, though. Off the court. LeBron James has never gotten into any trouble. As a matter of fact, I'll take it a step further. 
Now, now I consider Michael Jordan to be the greatest NBA player of all time on the court. But off the court, Michael Jordan is a bum to me. He's never fought for uh he's never fought for Republicans uh, by for sneakers kind of... too, Skyler. Yeah, yeah, I know that, but I'm just <laughs> I, I, That's what he I said. Know, but... It's, it's the fact that uh, Michael Jordan off the court, he's never been for social issues. He's never, he's been afraid to tackle them. That's the one thing you can't say about LeBron James. He's tackled almost every so- single social issue that's affected the black community. Y'all remember what happened to LeBron James and the whole vandalism thing when people spray painted nigger on his, on his, uh, on his property years ago. So he's been, he's been for social justice within the black community. I ain't never heard Michael Jordan. I mean that Oprah Winfrey uh, interview with him and Charles, and Charles was saying like how he was trying to get his homeless man some money, and Michael wouldn't let him because he talked about if he could ask for money, he could say, "Uh, how may I help you at McDonald's?" Like how you know he ain't yes. that? Like sometimes yes, people exactly. do just need help. Like you can't just be out here thinking that because you made it, that is just that easy for everybody else. Right, and that I've, that's been my biggest issue with Michael Jordan. I mean, hell, you can ask a millionaire how much of a dick Michael Jordan is. I mean, hell, that's a great story if y'all ever want to research it. But LeBron James has been a model citizen his whole entire career. I mean, think about it. Before he even came into the league, he had the world on his shoulders. Like his, the, like the 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 amount of pressure that he was getting ready to fulfill, and he came in the year after Michael Jordan retired. So he had all that pressure on him coming into the league. And he, again, he's exceeded every single expectation. He's never been caught in a cheating scandal. He's never been, he's never fathered a bunch of chicks. You know what I'm saying? I had a bunch of side chicks. I mean, hell, if you feel that way about LeBron, I hate to hear, I, I hate to hear about your opinions about freaking Antonio Camardi. That man got like 15 <laughs> you know what I'm kids. Saying? Or, what? That man has kids in every state. And then his wife got the nurse to stay pregnant. Like, how many kids do you need? Right. But that's what I'm saying. You got athletes out here that has been a part of domestic violence case after domestic violence case. You have the Adam Pac-Man Joneses of the world. You have uh, 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 remember the kicker for the Giants? That whole, or or, I can't even remember the dude's name. You had that guy. You had Randy Gregory. I, mean, I can go on and on about athletes that stay in trouble off the court. You just had Kareem Hunt get to a bunch of nonsense. I, I mean, I, I could go on and on. You never hear that about LeBron James? Hell, Carmelo Anthony got scandals off the court. He's nowhere near the basketball player LeBron James could ever be. LeBron James never had any. And the biggest thing you're talking about is him pre-dunking in his own son's game? It's like the tan suit. So? When you don't have anything major, you just be petty. Right. It's ridiculous. Jason Whitlock is a scrub. He is the gingerbread man. He is the dude that stays at Golden Corral and looks at the buffet for three hours and you're asking him to leave, but he just won't leave. That is Jason And the Whitlock. truth of the matter is, if LeBron James was to come talk to Jason Whitlock, he'd turn into a fangirl. Like, that's all that is. Yes, he, he he's like a fan, but he know that LeBron ain't messing with him, so it's like pretend hate. But secretly, at his house, he like Helga Pataki and Hey Arnold. He got like a closet. <laughs> and he got, it's like a shrine to like LeBron James inside his closet. 
Yes, exactly. Man, he's a scrub. Get Jason Whitlock out of here, man. And by the way, that 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 uh, Jason Whitlock <clears throat> bit, by the way, is that um, is that cut uh, cut his mic off segment portion of our podcast. But anyway, let's get to some more news. Nancy Goodman. Y'all probably like, who the hell is Nancy Goodman? Oh, you about to find out now. Nancy Goodman was in the news. This is this white lady that was in the news for walking up to a, a group of black women and calling them a stupid nigger. This is this is a story. These people so, never walk up ha- to the right black people. Man. Man. Never. And I'm going to talk about that too. I'm saying. So if you want to know who Nancy Goodman is, she is the biggest tub of mayonnaise you've ever seen in your life. Uh, and I, it's funny because I love Miracle Whip, but I hate regular mayonnaise. I mayo love mayonnaise, especially on a burger or like a chicken sandwich. Like I know Sidebar, but Wendy's got a spicy chicken sandwich. Oh my goodness, you get that? Oh, and you fire. get it with oh, yeah. extra mayo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Blaze. fire. I will agree with that. But I'm, I'm a. Mi- I'm a Miracle Whip guy. Like I like I like my tanginess with with, with, with my mayo. So I, that's why I'm a Miracle Whip person. By the way, if y'all have never had like a tuna fish sandwich with some Miracle Whip, you are failing at life. How I else you making the tuna today. without Miracle Whip? What you cooking with? Hello, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'm know. saying, am I missing something? I, I don't know. I don't know. But but that's that's neat. That's a sidebar <laughs> for y'all uh, today. If y'all if y'all like tuna sandwiches, do it with Miracle Whip. But anyway, back 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 to the back to the subject at hand. So Nancy Goodman was at a Raleigh, North Carolina Bonefish Grill. Bonefish Grill is actually kind of a more upscale uh, restaurant. It's actually pretty good. We've been there before. It's actually pretty good. And she was complaining about these group of black women who are were you know enjoying themselves, good patrons, weren't bothering anybody that had their own table. And I guess Nancy Goodman was annoyed with these black women. And decided to walk up to this table and call these black women stupid niggers and walk away. Sean, Uh we are from Flint, Michigan. Why couldn't this happen in Flint? That's why I say they never, like, (laughs) I don't know. Do they got, like, some kind of intuition to where, like, you know, I know they black, but they the type of black people with sense. Who who know that you know we just going to let this slide like they ain't the type to like slap the shit out of me or like throw right. something at me like is I I don't know how they always find the 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 right ones the ones that in that moment can be like you know what I'm gonna rise above they always find the Michelle Obama black people like they never <laughs> quite right. find the ones like me because I don't know if I would have <laughs> hit her but I definitely would have told her something that made her want to turn back around and then she probably could have got hit listen I, I need I wish for the sake of argument that this would have happened now the now the Applebee's on Pearson Road is no longer with us but why couldn't that have happened there? ain't nothing on Pearson Road no more <clears throat> yeah I know <laughs> yeah I know when I came up there I was sad because I'm I'm still readjusting to the fact that Myers is not oh, right there. Oh, I know. So it's like it's the weirdest thing to me. Like, what? Myers it is looks so it's weird. Crazy. It's, they took the whole building. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, for those who are in North Carolina that listen to this podcast, y'all, y'all, y'all wouldn't understand. But 
that that Myers was a part a part of my life for a very very long time. And y'all probably wonder what the hell is that Myers? was my first job. Uh, it, it, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of people's first job. A lot of people's first job. Uh huh. But but that okay. Again, back to the task. We're probably like, what the hell are y'all talking about? But anyway, this is the this is the bad part about this incident because on one hand, you commend these mm-hmm. women for not going in on Nancy Goodman, but that's the catch twenty two part of it because the you know the hood person in me, the hood guy in me, the hood in me. Just wants her to just get her comeuppings. Yeah, by because means of they getting just punched in the face the entitlement that you think, first of all, that because these women are enjoying themselves and you hate to see black women having a good time, the audacity of you to think you could go over there and tell them that they too loud. If they were disturbing other people and they were so loud, then it's up to the restaurant to tell them they need to quiet down. Not you yes. as a regular person yes. that's paying your money like they paying theirs. Like, who the hell are you? Right, exactly. Which, by, which leads me to the next part of this uh, of this video. By the way, Bonefish, which which kills me because it was on video that the incident happened, and Bonefish released a statement talking about so we got to do an investigation. Yeah, it's always an investigation be an of investigation. what? It was on. It was filmed. When what it's what a white investigation person do you doing need? Wrong. We always exactly. investigate. Exactly. So. She gets on, I guess she was interviewed after the incident happened. Excuse me. And then she said, I would say it again. And basically tried to play the, well, they forced me card. The lady asked her, did you know it was offensive? She said, yeah, that's why I said it. And I said, okay. Well, one thing I can't say, Miss Nancy, is I can respect that. Because personally, that's how I like to take my racism. I like. I was. I was gonna. I was gonna say. Say you said that on Twitter, Sean. Like overt, and I. I want to know what I'm getting. I don't want you to be like, you know, I'm. I'm. Hey, how you doing? And then you know, in your house, I'm all type of niggas. Like, um, excuse me, niggers. Like, I. I. I like yeah, to know what yeah. I'm getting. Yeah. So that I can act exactly, and that's what I'm saying. I, I like it in my face too. Uh, yeah, I like it in my face too. Don't no, hide. Please don't, don't. hide behind. Because in that way, no, I ain't please, got take, to yeah, take that. to like you either. And then we can both be our right. true selves and live in the light. Right. Now, what happens to you afterward, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. I'm just saying. And listen, I need people to understand that it's hard out here for black people. Like, we want so hard to knock some. Now, some instances, some of these races get knocked out. You know what I'm saying? I done seen many of videos where I done seen racists get knocked out on camera. But then, if you do that, then what do they do to you? They deem you violent. They deem y'all, you have no self-control. See, these niggas is crazy. Mm-hmm. They're wild. They're a bunch of rabid animals. Blah, blah, blah. That's the catch-22 part. We're all, we like, expect you want so bad. to take it and then turn the other two. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, I hope Nancy Goodman, I guess she's retired now, but I hope y'all made Nancy Goodman's life a living hell. Just like uh, I need y'all to continue to do that to to Linda Fairstein. Continue to make her life a living hell. I just like to make some white people's life a living hell. Hell, they, you know they've done it to us for freaking forever. So, hey, whatever happens to her, happens to her, and I have no crows about it. Okay, Sean, we're going to talk about something that you may not like. Um, let's talk about Drake. Aubrey, okay. 
Sorry about Aubrey. I'm going to preface my comment <laughs> by saying that I am a Drake fan. That I think he is a very talented artist. And I think in this uh, culture right now, currently, he is one of the more influential individuals of this culture. And I like Drake a lot. But there is a big but with Drake. <laughs> now, Sean, you have Drake in your top 10 all time, correct? He's number seven. Okay. Drake is not even in my top 10. Because you're a hater, but okay. I am not a hater. Okay. I preference my comments by saying yeah, that yeah, I am yeah. a Drake oh, fan. I hate niggas say that. <laughs> <laughs> I am a fan. I have every single Drake album, actually. That includes mixtapes also. I'm going to say some things that may make some of my fellow listeners, one in particular who listen to this podcast every single time we drop it, very upset. He's going to text me after this podcast is over. Uh, I, I already know he's going to hit me up. Okay. Is Drake a legend? I'm going to hold off on that because he's still going, like, in his prime. Yeah, I would say it's too soon. It's too soon for him to be a legend. Yeah, However, say. now, the reason why I don't have Drake in my top 30 as a rapper, as a, as a pure MC, just, I'm just talking about rapper. I'm not talking about artist. Now, we talk about overall artist. Oh, he's up there. But if we talk about as a straight up MC bar spitting rapper, he was, he's not in my top 30. Number one, and these are just my opinions, by the way. So Sean is going to probably be quiet or grimace or probably curse me out. It's already trash. So. You ain't even named them yet, and I know it's garbage. Whatever. Okay, number one, Drake does not have a true classic. Drake has good albums. Drake may even have a great album. People say... He ain't uh, got a classic that, album? Uh, no, he does oh, not have a classic album, dope. Sean. And not oh, even the good kind, like the <laughs> some crystal or something. Oh, stop it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to break down. People say Take Care is his best album. I, I beg to differ. Now, that may be his best body of work, like overall. I would That's go not my favorite Take Care album. or was it? Nothing was the same. Th- that I was getting to nothing was the same. That by far, well, I ain't going to say by far, but that one right there is the album that I think that Drake is at his absolute best. Musically, sonically, lyrically. That's where I feel like Drake is at his best. As great as that album is, it's not a classic. Oh, God. The you want to know why it's not a classic? Because, okay, I, this is just my opinion. I look at classic albums that change the entire trajectory of a, of a specific genre. I don't think Drake has one single project that changed anything as far as a genre. He has moments. He has moments that change certain things as far as hip-hop, but a true classic, when you hear it, you're like, God damn. That's what I mean by a classic. Drake don't have any of those for me. Not one. Again, he has good albums, and I think like as far as his catalog, he has a strong enough catalog where you can start having those conversations about his greatness, but a true classic, like you hear it and you like, man, Drake don't have any of those for me. The closest thing to me that he has at, for a actual, actual classic is a So Far Gone EP. That's about, as, that's about the closest you're getting to me for Drake having a classic. 
Let me break down his album. State me later. It was cool. Fire. I think that's his weak. I think that's his weakest album. Was fire to me. It was okay. It was okay. I've heard better from Drake. Now going back and listening to his catalog recently, he has way better projects than that. Then there's Take Care. Flames. I think that's his second best album. It's cool. It's a cool album. I like it. I like it a lot. Drake. My favorite Drake song is on that album, and that's Lord Knows with Rick Ross. I can listen to that song front, back, back, front. Okay. So there's that one. Then of course there's nothing was the same. Flames. That album, from top to bottom, great album. Okay. So that that's that's an amazing album. So I, I will give you I will give you that one. But I just still don't think it's a classic. Then we go to if you reading this is too late. Fire. That's that's. It's, now I will say that was a fire album. But is it a classic? Because some people call it a mixtape. Some people call it an album. It's it's cool. But that's where the Drake controversy started. With the whole reference track versus ghostwriting thing, which is it, so stupid. I, I I don't even want to talk about that. But anyway, then you get into Views. Love it. That is my... I know you hate it, but I love Views. Least favorite Drake oh album. Oh my God, Views is so good. Hate it. I think I don't hate like it. two songs on that album. Hate it. Hate that album with a passion. Yeah. Do not like it. Never liked it. Never will like it. No, I don't, don't like you it. to know have any kind of taste. So okay, keep going. Oh shut keep up! Going. Oh shut up! And then what? What's the next album? More life? Was it twenty two songs? That was more like a mixtape. No, I was okay with that. No, I'm, I'm I think cool. it was like twenty five songs. No, that's Scorpion. Yeah. That's like twenty five songs. Yeah, yeah. Which leads to Scorpion. Now I I, I like Scorpion, the rap song. Okay, Antoine. I hate singing Drake. I've said this for years. Listen, little sidebar. So he knows I love Drake. And I'm really the one that put him on to Drake because he didn't know nothing about Drake back in the day. And um, I'm like, okay, Scorpion out. I'm away. We usually wait for each other to like first run just to see, you know, what we think of the album. So we listen to it Mm -hmm. and we go through. Side A, the rap side, you know, he bobbed into a couple of songs. He's like, okay, that's cool. I put on the other side. He oh didn't my get Lord. the first song. He was like, what is this shit? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he listened to the whole thing. He said, are you fucking kidding me? He said, it's a whole album of singing Drake. He said, if you don't, you better not ever waste my time. <laughs> Hello. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Singing Drake is the worst. He don't like nothing on that side with that song with Michael Jackson. The rest of it. That's the only song. <laughs> that is it. Sean, do you know that's the only song I listened to on the entire side? He was like, this is some bullshit. Yes. <laughs> I can t- Okay. It is certain times where I can tolerate singing Drake when the, when the moment is right. But a whole album. He was so mad. <laughs> I was too. Singing, miss me with singing Drake, okay? Keep that Drake far, far away from me. Now, I again, I've gone on record to, to say certain songs by Drake that he sings on, I like. Like I said, I like the the, the girls love uh, the girls need love summer. Uh, and I don't summer even like remix. that. That's why I don't. And you, know, and you you I like will it. never understand how we are friends because I, I love Drake. And the one thing that I hate, <laughs> you actually like. Like I don't like that version. I think no, he's I useless like that version. on that song. I, I I like that version because I don't like Summer Walker by herself on that song. I don't know, and Drake just bring a little added spice to it. Yeah. I like Drake on No Guidance. 
I, I think Drake pretty much made that song great. That video I mean, I love. Hilarious. I mean, Chris Brown did. That video is freaking hilarious. By the way, if y'all have not checked out that Go but God is a No Goddess video, go check it out. It's so funny. But um, and it's uh, it's other songs that Drake was on. Like I like Drake's version of Two On with Tanaje. I like I like that version because he rapped on it a little bit. But you know whatever. But Marvin's Room. I remember the first time I heard Marvin's Room. I, I think I threw my phone. <laughs> I was so mad. I'm like, what the? F- Are you serious, Drake? Same thing. What was the other? Oh, Girls Love Beyonce. Another song that I just cannot. It's like nails on a chalkboard bad. Like, please oh, don't ever do this again. I, I'm saying that to say I understand how people can put Drake up, up there. Like, I got to an argument with a kid at work because I said Drake was better than Lil Wayne and he about wanted to kill me. And I, I Lil Wayne like has taken the hardest fall off of any great that I think I have ever seen. It's like wow. he is going wow. backwards. We, you 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 feel that way too? Oh my God. It's like, you know, some people start off bad and then they get good. It's like he started off great and now he just trash. I don't Man, know if it's the I feel the same way. Or or what, but he's so weird now and you don't what do he yeah. be saying? You can't understand yeah. him. It's like what is this shit you are putting yes. out? It's Garbage. I agree with that. I agree with that oh, about Little Wayne. Trash. It's like he went yeah, from top yeah. ten to like not even being in the top one hundred. It's just I know, and, and it's like I, I now it was to a point that Little Wayne was so good at one point that I considered putting him in my top ten. Man, he was fire. And, and my top ten is concrete. Yeah, my cop, my top ten is concrete. Like I'm not moving. The okay, like I. Because I got I got to at, at some point put Kendrick in there for somebody, and I don't know who I'm taking out. Because I mean, Kendrick is my favorite rapper, so I'm just like, my God, who who do I re- replace with Kendrick? But like, little yeah, little one. I got to an argument when I said Drake was better than little one. He about ready to he about ready to have my head, and I'm just like, well, if you look at body of work, I mean, he started off so strong, yeah, and just... yeah, and it just it just disintegrated. It, it really has. But again. I'm not at all saying that Drake isn't a great artist. I just think as a rapper, now I'm talking about strictly rapper now, he's not in my top 30. I got so many MCs I think is so much better than Drake. Because you're a hater, but okay. I'm not a hater. I'm just being honest. I can name a whole bunch of rappers. I can go Ghostface Killer. I can go AZ. I can go, oh my God, I can go Redman. Man, I'll be all. I can. I can even go Joe Button, which brings me to Drake and his beefs. And this is another reason why I don't have Drake in my top thirty. Drake is one for four in rap beef. I cannot have you great as a all-time great MC if you have a LeBron James S record <laughs> in the NBA Finals. I'll give you Meek, okay? Even though I think social media played a little part in that, the the annihilation of Meek in twenty fifteen. And Meek has redeemed himself. And don't you say a word. I mean, else Drake gave his life back, so he good now. Shut up. Shut up. Anyway, he, I give him Meek. Because when I first heard back to back, I was like, oh, God, this is a rap. Because <laughs> when I first heard Charged Up, even though I love the beat to Charged Up, I thought Charged Up was, was actually decent. I love the beat, not the lyrics. But when I heard back to back, I said, oh, yeah, this is a rap. <laughs> so I'll give him Meek. Now, let's get to Drake's losses, okay? He tried Common and lost. I don't even recall that. Oh, yeah. 
He tried Common because this was around the time that Drake was talking to Serena and Common was talking to Serena and Drake was throwing shots at Common and Common clapped back and Drake never responded. Go go look up. It's Common's Stay Scheming verse where he got at Drake and, and it, it was a rap after that. So then you go to Kendrick. Now Kendrick, the Kendrick thing was more of uh, I'm calling you out and I want to see you spar with me. And Drake, in an interview with Elliot Wilson, said, I'm not going to respond, and I'm never going to work with Kendrick again. That was his response. Trash response, by the way. So that's two. Three, Push. We all know what happened with that. Drake and Push been sparring back and forth for years. Push drops infrared. Drake drops the duppy freestyle. Everybody, oh, Push and T is over. And then... Push comes out with the story of Adidon and then Drake. Which in retrospect. Don't you dare be disrespectful to the story of Adidon. Which in retrospect is not as good as we all thought that it was in the hype of the moment. It has its parts. Oh boy. It has its parts. But now the dust is cleared and the emotions are not high. It was over a year ago. It is just Relax. Okay. It is not just it okay. It is just okay Sorry. in the grand scheme of uh this rap. It is I'll give it a 75. Stop it. I'll give it a 75. Sean, Sean, your boy Aubrey released a statement. How many times do I have to say okay, this? Okay, first of all, he, in I a rap battle, in the rap battle, blah 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 blah. But in the grand scheme of things, this man is a businessman. So you have to decide. What the hell does that got to do because with listen, bat- I'm bat- saying uh, battling and rap? In the rap battle, it is a terrible look. It is not good at all. Okay, time I'll out. give you that. Time out. But in the time grand out. scheme of this being bigger than rap, he had to say something. This is that like, is BS, and you know. No, it. it's not, Skyler. We okay, talk about let me, let me, freaking if, blackface in this climate, okay. and you're not going to address it. Are you freaking kidding me? That could have killed his Sean, career. Sean, here's where I. Well, then don't spar then. Look here, no, I don't think, no, listen. and no. There is a difference between all right, you got me in the battle, yes, but if you think that I'm finna just. Just because for the sake of I don't want to look bad in this battle, I'm not going to get ahead of this on something that could legit kill my freaking whole career that I've worked so? on. Hell no. He so? had to release that statement. Blackface, that's up there so? with like the Me Too movement and shit. You can't let nothing like that slide and you trying to have a career. He released, well then, okay. You mentioned you mentioned my fiance. He mentioned you that mentioned woman's her. name. He ain't even say nothing like okay. that you, about okay. her. No, no one knew who Virginia Williams was before that battle. No Listen, one. Not a single. I'm not even saying nothing about Pusher talking about his manager being damn near dead. Like that's fucked up. But okay, I'll let it slide. So I'm letting this it slide. is battle I'm, rap. Okay, which is why I'm letting it slide. I'm not even saying nothing about none of that. Okay, back to the business person thing that you mentioned earlier. Jay-Z had his own company, his own clothing line, and Nas flammed them on ether. You want to know what Jay-Z did? Even though Super Ugly was not all that great, he still responded. 
I'm just saying. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have responded. I was with you with the whole, he should have said something back. All I am saying is he had to release that statement. That was blackface. Blackface. I don't care if it was blackface. I don't care if it was blueface the rapper. So what? (laughs) Then don't spot. Listen. I don't care what kind of face it was. He couldn't not explain why he had on blackface. First of all, he already half white. All right. You can't be half white out in these streets, blackface on, and then not explain to us why you got blackface. I push mentioned it on the record. Hey, it's fair. I'm not saying push was wrong for putting it out there. I'm only saying that Drake had to explain himself. And then, and then when he did that, the battle was over. And then tried to make it that's seem like, oh, I had more to take. That's fine and dandy because at the yeah, end I of the had day, more the where's no, Pusha at and where's Drake at? Like, yeah, Pusha was getting nominated for a Grammy. Yo, stop it. moment. Okay. Boom. You know what that re- what that reminds me of when Meek and um, why can't I think of this man? Cassidy was going back back and forth. And Cassidy, and Cassidy flanned him on raid. He killed him. But who talking about murdered Cassidy? Meek? Nobody. Hey, he he, he killed Meek, and Meek is still out here with his criminal justice reform. He ain't a felon no more. Like, boom. Okay, and that's Push, and that's great. But I'm, okay, and where the hell is he at? And beyond he, you and people who still, really like rap, niggas ain't out here knowing no Pusha T songs like that. Well, well then that's their well then that's their fault. Shame on them. I've been a Push fan since like 99, Push needed that hear. look to sell the little bit of bullshit ass Daytona album that he had. And now wait, 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 you mean, you mean the same album that was nominated for, for a Grammy? First of all, the Grammys that be needed niggas to just put in there, don't you, even try. you know, for tokens don't you even try, so Sean. people don't get mad. That was a sympathy, like, okay, which one of the Negroes Get can the we throw in here, here the so that the blacks won't be upset? That's what push was. Stop okay? it. Nobody Stop playing it. Daytona no more. I played Daytona. I said oh, everybody would play. you, you the only one. <laughs> you and Kanye and, Whatever. and no malice. Y'all you know how many people retweeted that album? Daytona. Everybody was playing Daytona mm, at that point. That was the hottest album at the it. time. Anyway. So that's that's that one. And then Joe but I forgot to mention Joe Button. Joe Button flamed this dude on four songs and Drake hit it with him. Pump pump it up on No Sleeping. A song that nobody even really cared about because we wanted to hear bars. Joe Button barred Drake to death and he was like <laughs> You're one for four in battles and you want me to put you in my top ten? <laughs> Please. Every single person that is in my top ten, if they lost a battle, they maybe lost one. They ain't lose a whole bunch. He's not LeBron in the finals. So, uh, well, Drake is rather. But my guys, my top 10, they ain't LeBron in the finals. 
So that's the reason why Drake will never be in my top. Keep your little raggedy top 10. It got Jay Z in it anyway, so it's automatically garbage. Exactly. And if you look at a whole bunch of people's top 10, probably except you, because you're a hater too. You you call me a hater, but you're a hater too. You're probably the only one that doesn't have Jay Z in your top 10. So that's cool. It's cool. Be different. Do you? I'm the only one with some sense. Continue to. Oh, whatever. You don't have Stacey <laughs> in your top whatever. We're not going to talk about sense. But anyway, that's my rationale with Drake. And that's just my opinion. But I'm going to keep supporting wrong, Drake. Because, so, I mean, whatever. You know, what do I care? Whatever. <laughs> whatever. But I, I do like Drake. And the one thing I will say that I always want to do with, with Drake is I always want to go to OVO Fest because I heard he puts on a hell of a show. Not I do want to go. Them damn tickets. That nigga smoking yeah, crack with you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I see. I know. I went and seen the tickets for over your fence. I said, Drake, man, we 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 gotta have a conversation. I don't know who, <laughs> who is these people with this money. Like, I just yeah. I don't know where people be getting this kind of cash. Like, y'all ain't got no kids. Y'all ain't got no bills. Cause I don't right. know. That's a that's a that's a that's a lot of money for that. And last but not least, I, we forgot to talk about this. Uh, Nicole Murphy has been in the news getting. Crushed out here by Lisa Ray because apparently she is. Been, She's a professional uh, homewrecker. Well, excuse me. Man, Lisa Ray you... says uh, she ain't gonna call her a homewrecker, but she will say she has uh, taken part in wrecking homes. And I don't know. Yeah. I kind of think that that's a homewrecker, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought a homewrecker was. I'm like, huh? So uh, Antoine Fuqua, who I actually like, he's a very, very talented director. He actually uh, directed Train Today, which is one of my favorite movies ever. He has been married to Lila Rashawn for a very long time. Lila Rashawn, if y'all don't know who she is, she's been in movies like Waiting to Exhale. I think she was in Gridlock. She's in Boomerang. Uh, Pac. In Boomerang, yeah. That's Lila Rashawn. Waiting to movie? Exhale. Why do yes. fall yes. in love? Love, yes. Yep, she was one of the three that was portraying. Yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> That's a, that's an underrated movie, by the way. That's a, that was a really good movie, but it, and that soundtrack is amazing. If y'all never heard the Who uh, Why Do Fools Fall in Love uh, soundtrack, uh, one of my favorite Timbaland produced tracks, "Get on the Buses," on that. Oh my god, man! That song is so classic. slept on. I don't even think people know nothing about man. that song. What man? Get on the bus is amazing. That's been, that's been one of my favorite songs for a very very long time. But anyway, um. She, they've been in the news because again, Nicole Murphy has been uh, snooping around with. I guess they, they I, I guess they were spotted kissing, and it kind of got out. And her uh, rebuttal, Nicole Murphy's being, was she didn't know that he was married. No, that wasn't what she that said. That is the, the first of all. Just say nothing. Like you know, you live in foul. Just do what you're doing and just don't say nothing. First, she came out and was yeah. like, "Oh, he's just a family friend," and I ran into him. And he was, we were just saying hi, girl. People do not say hi, putting their mouth on other people's mouths. That is not how you say hello. That's not. That's not a greeting. One picture, like y'all all beside the pool saying hi, like no man agreed. Then once everybody Agreed. was talking about it, then she came out and was like, oh, I'm going to apologize to so-and-so and I'm going to apologize to my family. Like, not only are you a homewrecker, but you a lying hoe at that. Like, yeah. just no. And then yeah. Lila Rose Shaw supposed to be one of your friends. You, as someone who was married to a man in the business, and Eddie Murphy having children on you, you would think exactly. I was gonna that, say that you would know thing. better yep. Yep. Than to, and let's not 
put it all on her though, because this nigga. Oh yeah, because he get the blame is too. The one who took the vows to leave the Sean. But apparently, this yep. ain't the first time. They say he got at least two outside don't kids. He, yeah, don't he got, yeah, I was going to say, don't he, he has two outside kids, right? Yeah. It's just all around, it's a bad look. And Lisa Ray, the reason why Lisa Ray came out and spoke on that is because she dealt with that in the past. With who? Yeah, she said Nicole Murphy was sleeping with her husband when he was the president yep. of Turks and Caicos. Yep. Before he got in exactly. trouble with them people and stealing all that money and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember, remember, remember when Lisa Ray was getting ready to uh, rock Roxy head because of that whole that same incident? I'll never forget that. And Roxy was messing around with Eddie Murphy too. Yep, exactly. Got with that so, white woman that he just had them two babies with. Yep. So I, that's that's a whole mess that's in itself. That's just nasty to just be sharing yeah. people like that. That's just ugh. yeah. That's that's <laughs> not cool, man. They need they that just need to change. And it's, and it's weird. It's like it's a million people out here. Why are y'all like messing with the same people? I don't know. I don't understand. It's weird. Hollywood is a weird. It's place, disgusting man. when you think about it. That's what it is. It's a weird nasty. It's a weird weird place. Like I, I like some of the stories I hear from people. I'm like, really. But that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. So anyway, now I'm gonna say the, the, we're gonna get we'll wrap it up here. But I'm gonna say this for the next podcast about foods that you don't like. No, we're gonna get into it right now. <laughs> Come on, child. go go ahead. No, because oh, sweet potatoes and sweet potato pie is probably the <sighs> most disgusting thing that anybody oh, has ever gosh. decided to eat. And black eyed peas is nasty as hell. And gravy is ugh. disgusting. Some, somebody's black card is about to get pulled, <laughs> pulled hard. Next thing you're gonna say is, "I don't like Kool Aid and watermelon too, huh, Sean?" Is, the, that, is that what I you're like gonna say Kool-Aid. next? Great Kool Aid, is nasty. No, okay, I agree with you on that. We don't, we don't drink great Kool Aid in my orange house. Orange nasty too. I like. If you mix it right, you gotta. You, but you gotta mix mm, it flavors. No, nah, I gotta mix I'll it flavors. Do the cherry. And peak lemonade is good. Peak and lemonade tropical is the best. punch, the little blue pack. Oh, come on, that's legendary. And, uh, legendary. Blackberry, yeah. I do Kool Aid. And of course, I eat watermelon. Sometimes I put a little sugar, I mean, a little salt on it. But facts, facts. Uh, yeah, but black eyed peas, oh my God. Stop Ugh. it. Oh, blasphemy. Blasphemy. <sighs> I don't know who the hell cooked for you. No, and that's the First thing. All, it's like people are like, oh, you ain't never had it right. Like, my family can cook. Like, I've had black eyed peas from a myriad of places, but I've never man. met a black eyed pea or a sweet potato <sighs> or a sweet potato pie that has tickled my fancy. Like, not never. My wife has the absolute best uh, recipe for sweet potato pie, by the way. I just want to make that announcement. And those who have listened to this podcast have actually bought sweet potato pie from my wife, so that's that. I'm, I, but, I'm willing to give it course. a try, but I'm telling you, it's nasty. And that ain't no, <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with her because I'm sure y'all love it, but I hate it. It's Listen, gross. It, certain certain things are required taste. I will admit, I will admit, certain things are required taste. Like I got to a whole debate uh, um, about. Like I said, mayo. Some people love mayo. I don't. Just give me Miracle Whip on everything and I'm good. But I'm not really picky. There's not too many things that I don't like. I guess that's just the man in me. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not really... I'm not, a, I'm not a picky eater like that. 
I mean, I, I've come to not put gravy a lot on a lot of Ugh, my stuff. Hate it so but, much. But, but but it all depends on the type of gravy. Like I don't. Okay, I don't like chicken gravy. That but I white love gravy? like beef gravy and I love country gravy. Oh, country gravy is amazing. What's with some biscuits and some and some sauces mixed in it? Oh, what? Come on. But I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not a picky eater. Mm-hmm. I, I can eat just about anything as long as it's good. Except Brussels sprouts. You, you would never catch me eat a Brussels sprout. And I don't sprout. eat seafood of any kind. Okay, this is where I'm about to just stop <laughs> this podcast right now because seafood is my absolute no, favorite. And no, 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 no fish, no shrimp, no lobster, no crawfish, no crab legs. Nah. What is wrong, what is wrong with you? It tastes like it smells to me. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's the ocean perch. That we smelled in some of the Flint Central hallways and high no, school. No, I live in Texas. I've gone to some of the best seafood places. It tastes like it smells. It's so nasty. It, w- but and this is the weirdest thing. <sighs> I will eat tuna if it's in tuna salad, but that's only because I can't taste it. Yeah, you're definitely weird. That's for sure. Only, only you would say. I, by the way, I love everything, every kind of fish, <laughs> seafood, cat, catfish, uh, 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 shrimp, uh-uh. perch. Shrimp pie, is so disgusting. Trout. You know what a shrimp is? It's like the I know what a shrimp. Bottom I know it's, it's a, it's, of the I know ocean. it's a, it's an ocean version of a roach. I know what it is. I don't care. Ugh. That's why I bless my food before I eat. No. Any, anyway, <laughs> anyway. This is why we don't. This is why we don't agree on anything. I don't know. God, why I, I don't. At your house, because it's all like y'all eating a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> that I'ma just be looking at. Like I'ma just bring my own plate. <laughs> Listen, you put a request in. We got you. Yeah, you gotta worry about it. We, we'll look. We'll look out for you. And I'm gonna make sure I, I, I fix three sweet potato pies. Just oh, for well, you they so gonna you sit there. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. But uh. <laughs> Okay, that's <laughs> I hate you. That is gonna wrap up uh this this episode. Oh yeah, by the way, uh happy uh anniversary to our uh podcast. We uh, I'm telling you, time is on crack. I don't know what's one who, year. who put us in time warp or something, because time going yes. by so fast. Yes, we, we are celebrating one year of the of the episodes that we have done since we started this podcast. Uh we started actually a year ago. We have gone through some some growing pains with learning how to uh, podcast and maneuver through certain obstacles, and boy, we didn't share personal stories and all kinds of stuff. And but I, we appreciate y'all for rocking with us, and hopefully, we can keep this thing going uh, as long as there's a platform to to do this. Uh, it, it's been. It's I been mean, the funny. internet just gonna I keep us a lot. with enough material. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Like and. We we have to make sure that we carry on the tradition of stuff happening after we record, which pisses me off every single time, but whatever. But again, thank y'all for rocking with us. It's, it's been fun. I've learned a lot about podcasting and a lot about myself that I didn't even know existed and how much I hate the human race sometimes. I knew that already. Uh, well, I knew <laughs> that too, but I mean, it only intensified with covering some of the I stuff. I am a Virgo. We are cynical people. Yeah, y'all are. And I am a... <laughs> I, I, I am a Gemini, even though I don't usually follow That's why I don't the like you. that I have. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Anyway, hey, I, hey, don't say because my daughter, my daughter, my, my, my oldest daughter is a Virgo. So, hey, whatever. And I love my baby. She don't I, like I love, you I either. Love my baby. 
I do have a funny, I do have a quick story about that. I didn't think of, I, you know, it's funny. I don't think she liked me when I, when she first was, was a baby because it would be times that I would have her and she would cry and cry and cry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is wrong with this child? Nothing. Then I kept, She's perfect. Yeah, she, yeah she's, she's absolutely perfect. She gets on my nerves because she's getting to that age where you can't tell her she's She'll be 11 in se- on September 3rd. Oh, Lord, she's a geez. good Virgo. Like, we only four days apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No no wonder. Uh, <laughs> no wonder. Anyway, that, <laughs> that is going to uh, wrap up this episode of Y'all Have No Idea Podcast, episode 29. Y'all follow us on, on social media. Look, we didn't send our social media shots out a million times. Y'all know where to find us. Just find us, please. And hit us up. Y'all Have No Idea uh, Podcast at gmail.com. And we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Until next time, peace. Peace.